Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 1087-1037-WEEI, Southern New England Sports Original. Welcome back to Cordishian Coit and WEEI 401-777-1037 is that phone number. Let's go right back to the calls. Ralph is in Cranston, wants to talk about the Patriots. Good morning, Ralph. You're next on Cordishian Coit and WEEI. Good morning, guys. Nice show. Thank it's you. Great show. It really Appreciate is. it, Ralph. Thoroughly enjoying it. You know, before you. I tell you that, you know, one year, Alumni Hall had a summer league. They only did it one year, and it was the best summer league. It blew away North Providence. Every team had two or three or four Division I players. It, it was great. They, they got rid of it after one year for insurance purposes. I coached a kid in college by the name of Mike Martin. Anyone who knew him <laughs> even back then wow. knew how special he was. Scott yeah. knew how special this kid was, and I said, that, that's a leader. I mean, the first practice, you could see the potential he had as a leader. And I'm, I'm not shocked at all that he has this illustrious brown job and good for him. I, I think, you but know anyway, what, it, I think it's because of how he was raised. His dad was a longtime coach, too. You know what I mean? So I think he got you know, a lot of that, those leadership skills and qualities from his dad. And I'm certainly his mom as well. I don't want to take anything for his <laughs> yeah, mom. But right. I think when it comes to sports, I think a lot of it has to do with his dad. That's awesome. Yeah, he obviously was parented well. But anyway, guys, with Mayo, what I'd like to see is the Crafts. I'd like to ask them, look, did you guarantee him this job last year? Did you tell him if they you did. don't see they did. these jobs? Are you, did you guarantee this guy this job? Because if they did not do that, I don't understand this. You don't I mean, have anyone buying the groceries yet, and they're even trying to pick some assistant coaches. You don't have – you have a guy that studied under Belichick. I'm a Belichick guy, but you studied under him for 16 years. I mean, what is this change that you say you need, you know? And, and was Kraft you – know, Jonathan's not there. You guys mentioned it. Why is he in it? Why is he not there? He's the heir apparent to the whole thing. And I just don't understand. I mean, were they intimidated enough to say – all right, I'm not going to interview Rabel. I'm not going to interview Flores. Those are my two guys. Either one, I me, me too. A good choice. And and they had experience. I don't think you, you know, you're, you're playing with a guy who 
doesn't have the experience. And a lot of coaches like Belichick did, um, you, you struggle a little bit your first job or whatever, and then you, you learn from your mistakes. And obviously those two guys have made some mistakes, but they probably have learned from them. I just don't – I mean, were they a little intimidated that people were going to stop? Maybe even – you know, I don't like – I like Mayo, but when he mentioned, well, color does matter and, and perhaps said it doesn't, it shouldn't. I mean, it shouldn't anywhere in this country. Anyone who says that to me is a coward and a phony that's not saying things. Not not what he said, but even worse. But was Kraft intimidated by this? Because why would you not put this job out there, interview other 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 coaches, see what you think, you know, see what their philosophy is, instead of just the next day? I mean, no one's done that. All these job open, no one said the next right, day. So, okay, I'm hiring. Yep. So right, Ralph, right. Right. let me I, let me. Let me answer your question. So to, yeah. to answer your main question was, was this job promised to him last year? The answer is yes. It was written into Mayo's contract that he would be the successor. That's the only way the Crafts and the Patriots could get around not opening it up for interviews and going through the whole Rooney rule and all that stuff was because they had written it into his contract. And I'm going to tell you, and this is one of the points I wanted to bring up, Nick. Yeah. I'm disappointed in Bob Kraft for doing this because what you essentially did was you were undermining Bill Belichick by doing yeah. that. Yeah, I, now, say yeah. what you want, and I'm not saying Gerard Mayo did this, but it, it leaked out last year that that this was the case to keep Mayo that they promised that he would be the heir apparent. Basically. So somehow that got out there. Did that come out from Kraft's camp? Did that come out from Mayo's camp? I don't know. But now, you know, you've got a guy that knows he's going to be the next head coach, so what is he hoping for? He's not hoping for 10 more years of success under Bill Belichick. He's hoping the guy falls flat on his face so he could take over as head coach. I, I, well, I think you were you were doing a disservice to Bill Belichick by doing that as the owner of the Patriots, Bob Kraft. Well, I, I don't think he, he was hoping he'd fall on his face. I think that, I mean, the plan seemed to be that he was going to be the heir apparent in two years because I think with Belichick having two years left on his deal, sounds like Mayo would have been the successor, basically, for the next two years, study under Belichick, all of that, and then they would have gone to Mayo, you know, with the hope that he would build enough wins where he would get the win record, and then after two years, Belichick would bow out, they'd move on to the next guy. Right. The whole process got expedited because they were 4-13 and 13 this year. Right. But I do agree with you on the fact that it did undermine Belichick a little bit. I of course think. it did. Because you're in the building, and now we've got a guy that is breathing down your neck a little bit. We know he's the next guy. And that's why there's been reports out there of them sort of growing a little bit more distant this year. And that's why that report leaked out and, and got to Greg Bedard of the Boston Sports Journal that Gerard Mayo was rubbing people the wrong way in the building. Who said that? Somebody that's been around Mayo, probably, that didn't like the fact that he was already named the heir apparent. So all of that, I, 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 I agree with you, Scott. Like, I think it did undermine Belichick a little bit. But, again probably wouldn't have been as big of a problem if they didn't go 4-13 and 13 and mismanage all the things that they mismanaged. So, you know, I, I'm okay. Like, I get it. They didn't do a process. I mean, I'm, I'm okay, though, if they, if they identified a guy that they really like, that it's been in the, in the building, his whole pro football life has been in New England. I mean, would I have liked to see them interview Vrabel? Yeah, because I, I would have liked Vrabel here. But I'm okay with this because, again... To me, what means more now is who's making the call and the personnel and building the roster. Because first-year head coach, first-time head coach or not, that's where the success lies. 
D'Amico Ryans right now is playing on this weekend with the Houston Texans. Yep. Why is he playing as a first-year head coach? Because they found the guy, C.J. Stroud. They have a great quarterback. Yeah. They have the best rookie defensive player there in Anderson. They got a good receiver in Nico Collins. Like, they got good young talent there. Yep. Yep. The personnel department, led by Nick Casario, made the right calls on personnel. And look what's happening here. D'Amico Ryan, and I think D'Amico Ryans is a good coach, in, in a, you know, just separated from that. But he also has the support behind him. You don't yep. have the support. Yep. It's not going to matter. So that's that's why all my worries and fears and, and anxiousness is going toward that part of things because I think Gerard Mayo will be a fine head coach. I do. I think he's a good leader of men. I like him. And that, that part I'm not so worried about. It's the other part. And, Nick, to your point, um, what contacts does Mayo have? He's essentially been insulated here in Foxborough. Um, and the situation – with the Houston head coach, he was in the San Francisco system, and he took one of the offensive guys with him, and I think well, that really helped out Stroud's development. You know what, though, Joe? You say that, but look at all the guys that he's picking up around the league, the phone to, and saying, hey, you want to come coach with me here? Oh, he's got a lot of connections. He's got a lot of connections there. He's built them up. You know, even though he's been in the building here in New England, you know, he's looking at the guy in Carolina that was at Boston College before as maybe, you know, a defensive coach. He's looking at the the young guy down in Atlanta for, you know, special yep. teams and all that. And um, I, 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 that was really encouraging to me. That was like, hmm, I think he's got a lot of contacts around the league. And you know what? In terms of the coaching staff, that's one thing I've been encouraged by. Look, I, I like Bill O'Brien. I know you like Bill O'Brien, Brown alum. You know, a guy that's been successful. He came into an awful situation. Terrible situation this year. I'm glad it's it's going to be fresh. I think it's fresh for him. Yep. I think it's fresh for the Pats. Yep. I think it's good that he's going to Ohio State. I think everything on this coaching staff needs to be fresh. Yep. And I'm glad that I'm hearing all these interviews in different places because I think that's encouraging. Ralph, thank you for the phone call. Let me ask you this question because these rumblings have been out there this week, and I don't know if you believe in them or not. When we talk about who's going to be the guy to ultimately make the decision on personnel, why is Jonathan Kraft's name keep – why does that keep popping up? Does he want a role in picking the personnel? I certainly the hope not. But have you heard that? Yeah, I That's mean, been it's, out there. It's been out and there. I don't understand why it's out there because I can't that, – that can't be true. Like if he, wants to, if he wants to be, you know, Jerry Jones – that's not going to be good for this franchise. It's going to be terrible. It's going to be terrible. You let the football people exactly. decide the football decisions. Exactly. Stay out of it. If that's if he's even thinking about that, stay out of it. Let the football people make the football decisions. That's a mistake. It doesn't work. If you don't know football, if you don't trust your evaluators, it's going to fail. Which is again why I'm worried about personnel and all that. I need even if. I would love, even if they came out tomorrow and said, you know what, Elliot Wolf is our new general manager. Mm-hmm. He's the guy. Fine. Good. That means that they have somebody that is picking the players, that picking the personnel. And I would tend to want, if it's going to be somebody in the building, I would tend to want it to be Elliot Wolf because he's been other places, has a lot of experience yeah. there. I'm okay with that. But I think much like the head coaching t- discussion we just had, I would just like to see it, like a process there or just know that, hey, we thought about right. this. We went through some processes and details and said, you know what? We're going to go with this person to be our head of football operations. And I get the whole, like they've been scouting for months, the scouting department, so you don't want to make too many changes, whatever. But, dude, you got a number three pick here. 
You can't screw this Don't up. Don't screw it you up. You can't screw this up. I agree. So it doesn't matter if you have three months to prepare for it, five months to prepare for it, nine months to prepare for it. You got to get it right. Right. Period. So somebody's making that call. And and you have all this cap space. You've got to get free yes. agency right as Amen. well. What you do in free agency is going to probably dictate what you do in the draft. Huge. So you really need people in place now that are going to be making those decisions. So which is why I'm okay if they're going to stick with people in the building. But I want to know. This is the person that's making the call. This is the person that says, we're signing this guy, we're going with this contract, all that. So, But if, if Jonathan Kraft is even thinking about going near that, mistake, it will fail. All right, let's go back to the call. Stephen Fall River, good morning. You're next on Cordishi and Coit on WEEI. Well, we're relying this morning in our, in our apprehension because I'd like to see a whole new personnel staff over there. You guys are happy they're inherited. you got to have somebody. But, Scott, I have a question of who leaked this story about Gerard Mayo uh, rubbing people the wrong way. I think it's pretty clear who that was a Bill Belichick. Sounds like uh, it comes camp. from Belichick's camp, Plan. yes. Because of a lot of things about Gerard Mayo, and I heard him speak at length at, a, at an event I was at, I find it hard that he rubbed people the wrong way. I'm sure he rubbed certain people the wrong way, but I find it hard of all the things you can say about Gerard Mayer that he rubbed uh, well, the whole place can, the wrong way. So pause, for, Steve, so pause for a second, okay, and I'll let you respond to this. I don't from this standpoint. What if Gerard Mayo, once he signed that deal with Kraftler, speaking in the air apparent to Belichick, just kind of had a little bit of a change of attitude and was walking around like, you know, kind of a cocky guy. Like, who, I know I'm the next guy. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you can't you can't see where that would rub some people the wrong way, particularly well, those I'm that sure, were loyal sure to Bill Belichick. Yeah, of course, the guy going out the door. Of course, the guy going out the door. Yeah, but there's a but lot of people in the organization we have, we that were loyal to, to the guy going out the door, too. We That's, didn't have – it was a self-serving drop. We didn't need to know sure. about it. I don't care if he was rubbing somebody the wrong way, okay? You're foreign, 13. I don't care okay. what happened. Okay. I don't I, care if you've got I, no faith in, in – uh... Go ahead. All right, so so it, it, I agree with you, but it may not have come from Bill. It may have come from somebody that was loyal to Bill within right. the organization. So, but here's my of point. Course. I agree. No, no, it was agree. Steve. I agree. It was unnecessary. Was it necessary for Gerard Mayo to take veiled shots at Bill during his press conference instead of saying, "Hey, I owe a lot to this guy. He drafted me. He coached me, and you know, he helped me become the coach that I am today." Instead of saying, "Well, I got out of it because I needed a break from Bill," and he he, he took some other veiled shots at Belichick. Was was that necessary right. on Mayo's part at the press the, conference? Yeah, the echo. Well, maybe he, maybe he, maybe he's smart enough that he felt people had trepidation that he wasn't different enough. Maybe this was his way of saying, "I'm not." The biggest thing was the echo chamber, as far yeah. as I can tell, yes. and everyone yep. else could tell. So mm-hmm. to 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 denounce the echo chamber is smart on his part if he's trying sure. to cultivate us. But guess what? He could cultivate us and not cultivate us. We're correct to go back to this football operations. Yes. Now, Scott, you're wishing away that Bill Belichick doesn't say anymore. Excuse me. Bob Kraft doesn't mention his companies anymore. But that's just wishful thinking. It is embedded in the way they do business down there. It's embedded. I was a 10-year club seat holder. The gentleman in front of me was in the same industry I was in, in the food business. And he got business out of the Patriots. They have a nice business down there for their luxury boxes and buffets and banquets and game day. It's a pretty nice piece of business. 
They spent nine months torturing this guy to sell him boxes for his business before they decided to buy from him. It was a long, drawn-out thing, and this guy was a bigger box customer to craft boxes than the Patriots were to this guy as a customer of this guy's products. But they completely embedded this thing, and okay, it what's, goes what's your everywhere point, yeah, in so their what, business. What, yeah. Businesses, even though he tells you in the news conference that you were upset about it, that of how they run their business, they have this philosophy, it's deeper than that. It's all entwined. Okay. Okay. So same. fine, Steve, that's and thank what, you for, and th- that's what you're up against. All right. Okay. So thank, thank you for the phone call, Steve. Appreciate it. Um, I never thought I'd be talking about boxes. I'm yeah. Sorry. I, I mean, <laughs> I, I, I don't love it because it just tells to me, you know, as a fan, I want to think that your only thought concern is the, franchise. is the Patriots franchise. Yeah. I don't care about your other businesses, so I, I, I don't need you referencing them. I know you want other businesses, but I don't care to hear you talk about them. And here, yeah. here's the other thing, and I should ask Steve while he was on the line here. You know, Steve will be the first to tell you that Bill Belichick owes all of his success to Tom Brady. Can't you say the same thing about Bob Kraft? Yeah. I mean, I think you can. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. If, you, if you're going to hold Belichick to that standard, you can hold Bob Kraft to that same standard. Because, again, as I said earlier, Bob got up there and said, wanted to convey how, how stable we are as a franchise. Because we've had only three coaches in the course of the last thir- – in my 30 years as owning the team, when the average turnover of NFL coaches is about every three years, there's been 200-some coaches co- you know, hired in the NFL, 240-something, you know, and we've only hired three. Well, guess what? If you take Tom Brady's tenure out of the equation, you've hired four coaches in 11 years, Bob Kraft. That's less than the league average. Okay? You sound like Steve when you're making that point. But seriously, it's, it's true. <laughs> he took over, and then they, and, and they went from Parcells to Carroll, Carroll to Belichick, and now Belichick to Mayo. Scott, let me tell you what Belichick's record is without Tom Brady. All right? Yeah. You sound like Steve. <laughs> Well, all I'm going to say is this. Bob Kraft is now on the clock, okay? Belichick took all the bullets for the failure of this franchise post-Tom Brady. Bill's not here to kick around anymore. Scott, He's I not t- here to I kick around. You. You- Gerard Mayer was your chosen Scott. one. Okay, Bob Kraft, we're going to see how good of an owner you are. I told you. you you've you been asking for months, like, how come Kraft's not getting more of this? How come Kraft's not getting more heat? I said to you, Scott, I was like, it's coming. And now here we are. Guess what? He made the decision on the coach. He's going to make a lot of decisions. Like, we are going to find out. You're totally right. Now it is on. Kraft is in full focus. Bill is gone. Tom is gone. It's on Kraft now. And this, this, it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. But again, to me, it's less about this coach hiring, and it's more about who's making, who's shopping for the groceries, Mr. Parcells. All right, Nick. When we get back, I, I want to just end the Patriots talk here. Okay. I want to talk about the NFL playoffs, these matchups today, and, you know, what we've seen so far from Super Wildcard Weekend and what we might see today and tomorrow. Can I squeeze in a little Red Sox when we get back? Yeah, you can do that as well. All right, we'll take a quick timeout. You're listening to Cordishian Coit on WEEI. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. 
Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 